Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, you were created with eternity in your heart. The only thing that will solve your emptiness, your loneliness, your lack of purpose and meaning. And we try all these things, power, possessions, money. Religion is the biggest deception of all. Coming to church, I'm a good person. I give money. I use my gift. Man, that Salvation Army bell went out and I put a fiver in there, baby. I'm good. That doesn't work. Doesn't matter what church. And of course, pleasure doesn't. Christmas time can be a difficult time of year for many people. There are more people dealing with depression and thoughts of suicide than at any other time of the year. Much of this is because people struggle with finding their reason for being here and their self-worth. Maybe you've had these kinds of issues at this time of year. Pastor Mark is teaching about the empty place that everyone, including you, has and tries to fill with many things. He will be speaking about the only true solution to your dilemma, which is having a relationship with the one who came to save us all, Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapters 1 and 2 with part 2 of his message, The Answer. If you want to simplify this Christian thing, it's very simple as far as purpose. Here it is. Two purposes is to know God. What does that mean? Personal relationship. And you're going to see it's not religion. I'm glad you're here, but it isn't religion. It isn't rules. It is regulation. I'm to know God. It's a personal God. And the second thing that brings me purpose is the reason I'm here is to know God and make him known. To know God and tell other people about him. Lots of you got here because somebody handed you an invite. And that's why we do this. And you're going to see in our story, we're going to kind of do the Christmas story together. And you're going to see how God interacts with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and how they get their questions of life answered. We begin with Mary. Take a look. Luke chapter 1. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. Now, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. Now, remember, Mary's probably 12 to 14 years old, really young. And the Lord is with you, confused and disturbed, lots of questions in Mary's mind. Mary tried to think, what in the world does this angel mean? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. The name Jesus is the Old Testament name Joshua, which means I am salvation. I need to be saved from something. Now, 
The question Mary's going to have is a question that every lady would have, and here it is. Mary, verse 34, here's her question to the angel. How can this happen? I'm a virgin. I've never had a relationship with a man. And notice the answer from the angel. When we ask God questions, God has the answer. Here's the answer. And the angel replied, here's how. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. It's all about God. It's not about you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, will be holy, in other words, without sin, and he will be called the Son of God. He will actually be God in the flesh. Jesus came down and put skin on like us, and he became like us. So Gabriel gives the answer. From this time on, Mary saw the purpose No one else would ever have that purpose. She had the purpose to be the mother of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. She lived the life sharing that with others, making it known. So understand in this little environment with Mary, just say this again with me. God has the answer. Say it with me. God has the answer. See, in every part of life, God has the answer. And we saw that. Now, it's nice that Mary has the answer. What happens when Joseph hears this? A 14-year-old, and you're going to have a baby. Say what? Just exactly like you and I would. Well, watch how God solves the problem. Matthew 1.18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, figure that one out, she became pregnant through the power, there's the answer, of the Holy Spirit. So when Joseph hears that Mary's pregnant, he does what we normally do. All right, here's the problem. I don't really understand this, but what am I going to do with it now? So he's going to answer his own question. And Joseph is actually going to do a very good, kind, moral thing. He's just going to break up with her. Now watch. That would have been the kind thing to do, not to bring any kind of judgment on her. And look at his answer here in verse 19. This is Joseph's answer. He hasn't asked God for an answer. This is Joseph. And Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man. He did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. It was a great answer, but it was the wrong answer. You see, the Bible says this, the wisdom of man is not equal to the wisdom of God. You and I can't do life just with our own wisdom because we're not all-knowing. So notice, God has the answer. Watch what happens in verse 20. As he considered this, how, what timing I'm going to do to separate from her, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, supernatural. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Joseph would live this life of purpose because he got the answer and he obeyed and did what God told him to do. See, it's no good getting the answer 
and then not obeying what God tells us to do. Now, there's another group of people. We'll do it quickly. I'll read it to you. The shepherds were out on this night a couple thousand years ago, and it reads like this. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared around them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. They had all kinds of questions. What is the angels coming to visit us for out here in the fields? Now, as they were asking these questions, the answer came. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to 10% of the people. Is that what it says? No. To all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Say it with me again. God has the, God has the answers. He just said, no, here's why I'm visiting you. And, and we know from the story that the next thing they did is they went and found baby Jesus. And they worshiped. And the next thing they did, see, they, they, they had a relationship. They, they worshiped him. And the next thing they did, they went and told everybody, I found the answer. I found the answer. The Messiah has come. See, the Jewish people have been looking for the Messiah for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So once they found the answer, they told others about the answer. Now, there's a lot of confusion today. It wasn't this way in the old days, but it is today. Do you know a lot of people don't even know why Christmas? Why are we here? Is it about Black Friday? Is it about Well, very simple. God gave the answer to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, and he gave the answer to us. Now, I'm going to ask you to help me read it. Here's what Christmas is about. This is why we're here. This is why you're here at Christmas Eve. Why did Jesus come to earth? I'll read the first part. Mary, you're to name him Jesus. Say this with me. Jesus' name means I am salvation, okay? To Joseph, Joseph, you are to name him Jesus, for he will, say it with me, save his people from their sins. And let's go to the shepherds. Shepherds, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. You already corrected me to all people. Now let's say it. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today. Well, the first question many of you are asking is this, why do I need a Savior? I'm doing just fine. What's this Savior stuff about? Well, here's why you need a Savior. Psalm 51.5 says, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mom conceived me. You see, after Adam and Eve, everybody is born with a sin nature. It doesn't end there. Romans 3.23 says this, for everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. So I sin by nature, I'm born a sinner, and then I sin by action, myself. So there's three keys as to what this Christmas Eve is all about. It's really the whole Christmas beginning, the story. Here's the three keys. Let me share them with you. The Bible tells us, I just read that to you, that every person is born a sinner. We say, well, what's the big deal then if we're all sinners? Well, here's the problem. Sin always separates. It separates us from a relationship with the holy God. It always separates. So that means every single person 
Your greatest need is not money, a date, another spouse, a new car, a gift under the tree, an education. Your greatest need, say it with me, is forgiveness. Would you say this with me? Everyone needs a Savior. Say it with me. Everyone needs a Savior. That's why we're here. That's why Jesus came. And and sometimes the world doesn't understand this, or maybe you don't understand this. Now, if I don't receive God's forgiveness, that leaves me empty. There's no purpose without a relationship with God. Empty, lots of activity, but no fulfillment. Empty, lonely, I was made for that relationship. Guilty, I, I know I'm a sinner, so do you. And afraid of death. Sin causes a person to search for answers, for meaning, for purpose, for significance, for what happens after death. Why a quarter of a million Americans? What is my purpose? Now, as you begin to think about that, God put that in us for a reason. The Bible tells us that God put within your heart when you were born eternity. Now, what does that mean? The book of Ecclesiastes says, God put eternity in your heart. It simply means this. You know, even though you might even come up here afterward, the service and say, I don't believe it. I don't have that in my heart. I've never even thought about it once. Basically, you're lying. Because when you're quiet and when you're by yourself or when you're in a funeral, you think about it. So what does eternity mean in my heart? It means that I know I'm going to live forever somewhere. I know that this life is not the end. And that causes me to think about questions that I'm asking that I need answers to. And as you think about that, God created us to have a relationship with him, know, worship, and love him. And that relationship is only solved by God. So here's a little picture. How many like putting puzzles together? Let me see. Puzzles? You like puzzles? Okay, good, good. Maybe some of you got a 20,000-piece puzzle or something, whatever. Here's a simple puzzle. Without God, this is what life looks like. See, you were created with eternity in your heart. The only thing that will solve your emptiness, your loneliness, your lack of purpose and meaning, and we try all these things, power, possessions, money, Religion is the biggest deception of all. Coming to church, I'm a good person, I give money, I use my gift. Man, that Salvation Army bell went out and I put a fiver in there, baby. I'm good. That doesn't work. Doesn't matter what church. And of course, pleasure doesn't. So none of these things fill the void. One of the biggest things is I'll do it my way. I'll just do life by myself. I really don't need God. So our spiritual thirst cannot be satisfied with the things up there. So I remain on a purposeful search in my life. So how, does, how do I find purpose and meaning and life and peace and joy? Here it is. There's Jesus. It's not knowing about Jesus. A lot of people think this. You ask them. I have a lot of neighbors. And when I talk to the neighbors, many of them know I'm a pastor. So they go mow their lawns and put their heads in. Them and I, no, they don't. They're fine. <laughs> we have a lot of fun together. But you say to people, well, I believe in God, and I believe in Jesus. I'm going somewhere on Christmas. I believe in Jesus. That's good. Do you know that demons believe in Jesus? Of course they believe in Jesus. They know he's real. They're not going to heaven. So it isn't about knowledge. It's a relationship. 
that you have to have with God. Now, when you begin to think about that, a personal relationship starts with having your sins forgiven. That's why Jesus came to be our Savior. Look at this answer. Here it is. Very simple, crystal clear from God's Word. Salvation is found in Jesus and Him alone. I can't get my sins forgiven by going to church, being a good person, being educated, believing in God. No, I can't do any of that. Notice what Peter wrote. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Now, I'm going to give us the last question to answer. Then we're going to have a lot of fun together and then celebrate. The most important question you will ever answer is this. When I die, what happens to me? Now, let me give you a little funny at the start because talking about death is sometimes, it's okay. Do you know that death runs in your family? (laughs) Runs in mine too. The latest statistics, one out of one dies. That's pretty much it. Listen to this. This is huge. There was a time when you were not. There was a time when you were not. But there will never be a time when you will not be again. You see, before I was born, I was not. But now that I'm born, there'll never be a time that I'm not Mark Balmer. Forever. The issue is, when I die, where will I be? When I die, where will I be? And you definitely don't want to have the wrong answer for that question. Now, most people want to go to heaven. They might argue about some things, but bottom line, they want to go to heaven. I've discovered this through my whole life. As you know, I was a hospital pharmacist for 25 years and worked in the medical field. My dad was a pastor. My grandfather never thought I'd really be a pastor. I've always been teaching since college, and, but God just changed my life. So I've worked with death a lot, in the medical field a lot. Of course, as a pastor, all these kind of things, we deal with that all the time. But here's what I've discovered, and it's still true today, and it's been true since the time of the Bible. When people speak about heaven hell and death, they have the wrong answer. The majority of people, I would say at least 80% of you have the wrong answer. When asked, when you die, why are you going to heaven? Here is the wrong answer. Good people don't go to heaven. Pastor Mark, that's crazy. That's why I'm going. I'm better than they are. I'm going. I'm a good moral person. It's wonderful, but that is the wrong answer. People think by being religious or simply believing there's a God or Jesus, that's going to get them in. Remember what God's standard is, perfection. I was born with sin. So what is the answer to it? Here it is. Only forgiven people go to heaven. Why did Jesus come? He will save his people from their, what? Sins. This whole passage here is amazing. 
written to us to prove that you will never go to heaven by good works. Never. You have to have your sins forgiven. Now watch this. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous, the good things we do. God didn't save you because you were a good person. But because of his mercy, his grace, his kindness. He washed away our sins. Jesus died on the cross for them, giving us a new birth, born again, a new life through the Holy Spirit. Now watch then what you get. When you get born again, when you get your sins forgiven, it enters you into a lifestyle. Look what it gives. Because of his grace, not because of my works. No one gets to heaven by their good works. Because of his grace, which is a gift, he declared us right with God and gave us confidence that we will inherit what? Eternal life. That's the guarantee of heaven? Why? Because I'm a good person? No. Because Jesus Christ came to be the good person and take my sins upon him. That's why you and I will be in heaven. Now, I want to say this to you. I hope I can say it to you. When I started thinking yesterday of the thousands of people that I will be speaking to, I just wrote this. I'm excited and yet humbled to stand before you and tell you I have the answer that will guarantee you a full life here and eternal life forever. I never take this God-given privilege for granted. I know that life and death is in the balance right here. Every time we preach, every time Jesus preached, life and death was in the balance. You have to understand, your life is not this empty, meaningless journey to nowhere. No, the end result of sin is separation from God forever. If I don't solve my sin problem, I will be in hell forever. If I solve my sin problem, I'll be in heaven forever. Not because I was good enough, but because I took the gift of salvation and forgiveness. Now, what we do with God, it's just an amazing joy to know that whatever happens tomorrow, none of us here know what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, I know a couple of things. Miami ain't in the playoffs. I definitely know that. <laughs> Most of us already think New England's already won another Super Bowl. Lord, help us. Forgive me for that. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> but there's things I don't know tomorrow. You don't either. As I'm a Christian, God knows. He's all-knowing. God knows what I don't know. And he's going to guide me. He's going to direct my life, just as he did the shepherds. Now, I wish I could say to you tonight, as you leave, forgiveness and salvation is automatic. You've heard it. Just grab it and leave. No, you have to choose. Choose you this day who you will serve. Pastor Mark told you today about the essence of the Christian walk. It's about knowing Jesus, having a personal relationship with Him, and making Him known to others. He taught more of the Christmas story and how God provided answers to Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds when they asked. He can and will do the same for you if you'll only ask. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Well, next time we'll conclude the teaching, The Answer. Pastor Mark will expound on the reason Jesus had to come to earth. He will speak about your need to be saved. You'll hear more about your lostness and inability to make things right with God on your own. Pastor Mark will go through the steps you need to be redeemed and reestablish a proper relationship with God. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.